Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. But some of you don't realize that you can now watch Things About Things and not just listen to Things About Things. So go to thingsaboutthings.com and you can find out how you can watch Things About Things and not just listen to Things About Things. So you can go to YouTube and find us on YouTube and go to thingsaboutthings.com. Whether you're listening only or you're watching as well, make sure to like and subscribe because they tell me that I'm supposed to say that and they tell me that that means something and that it helps in some way. So here's the deal. This is what I'm asking. Not This is not my original idea, but it is a good idea that I wanted to adopt. Is go If you listen, just go ahead and like and subscribe even if you're not, not going to listen all the time. Like just hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? Like, hook a brother up, subscribe. That's it. Just to hook a brother up. And if you end up listening or watching more because of being subscribed, even better. Fun. Great. But either way, hook a brother up and just subscribe. That would be great because they tell me that will help with something. I don't know what. Let's find out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this experiment. They say that if people like and subscribe and comment and stuff like that, that means something and does something. I don't know if that means anything or does anything. Uh, You want to find out? Like and subscribe. Tonight is the night for Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. Symbolically, because we're recording this early in order to get ready for Groundhog Day. That's right, Phil. Back to you. great we're go with the of, flow kind of, i was just of, sort of like no let's not worry about we're, it we're, we're <laughs> yeah. um, so charlotte motor up. speedway Lowe's. We're talking about nascar because we're from the south <laughs> hey boy hey boy <laughs> i've never seen he's from he's from florida daytona yeah originally from florida i'm from charlotte north carolina home of the home of the charlotte motor speedway Lowe's yeah. motor speedway well i anyway, never saw one in my whole life still to this day oh man it not was one race on TV or in person, except three-second clips on sports that goes... And then there was also NASCAR stuff that happened, and I go, oh. No, no, but it was, <laughs> that's it, all, was, that's it, was it was really fun, though. <laughs> so like you know some behind-the-scenes well, cool I stuff. I remember, so I was, I was telling Jason prior to, we, <laughs> prior to recording, we would... Um, I got to go a lot as a kid because my dad would play in some of the... the I guess house bands for like a better words. That's so you know rock. And, that's so southern rock and roll. Southern dude. rock, man. <laughs> and I remember this was probably mid late eighties. Um, this one instance, there was a guy who had a legit jet pack, like, okay. and he was literally he would fly around. It was yeah. it was so loud that I remember that being like the one thing yeah. I remember. It was like there was a lot of smoke and it was really really loud. 
And like, but we'd fly, he would fly around and like, that was like this, this whole, like you were, you were saying sophisticated, I guess in that way, maybe. <laughs> but All right. Like, so I'm now realizing, cause I've never been a part of it. I've heard mm. stories of this, but I don't know anything is there's a whole experience that's similar to tailgating where there's like a community of people set up. Oh yeah. I've, like, I've ne- literally my, never seen so, it. So in my mind, tailgating, when I think of tailgating, I, before I think about football, I think about NASCAR. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I, I do. I have heard like, like RVs I, I are associated like, with it. So that's saying oh, something. Yeah. If yeah. you don't just have your pickup truck with a cooler, you yeah. bring an RV, you are all in on this yeah. thing, dude. 100%. Oh, I might so, want to go to one of those just to be like, wow, you know, look at this. It these really people. is an experience. <laughs> I haven't been to, you get to see been the to natives in probably 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But, or like 25 years. If you're, if you're not from the South and yeah. you're watching this, Join me, email me, Jason at thingsaboutthings.com. Let's go to an, our first NASCAR race together and just watch the natives. Watch the You know, natives. like we get to, if you're not from the <laughs> South, fly down from, the, from wherever you are or drive and we can go watch the natives. And then they'll be like, that's how y'all are. And I'll be like, some of us. <laughs> and and we, we, you missed the first part of this. I won't go into detail, but NASCAR culture in many in many ways is more, much more progressive than you think so that's um, the crazy thing about it which thing, is yeah. really can i segue yeah i wasn't planning on no, doing no, no. this Please i wrote do. a joke today that feels relevant i just typed it out shortly before we came here and mm-hmm. it feels like okay this is relevant now's the time uh it's it's called occidental occidental okay which uh very interestingly and fitting not fittingly but hilariously will make sense later that I don't, I didn't know what this word meant. I didn't grow up hearing what this word was. Occidental. I, I, I don't know that I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I don't know okay. it yet, but here's the joke. Okay. I just know that it's the, it's the Western version of saying Oriental for the people from the far East, the people from the far West. I'm not are, laughing at. <laughs> yeah. That's what the joke's about. That's right, what the joke's okay, about. Okay. Uh, if if someone's referred to as an Oriental in the Far East, the Far West equivalent is an Occidental. Okay. And I didn't know what that word meant, so I did a little bit of research, and then I wrote a joke. Okay. We'll have to unpack this. <laughs> yeah. Why is so it questions. wrong to call someone an Oriental? Because... No, no, no. Here's the oh, joke. Okay. Here's the joke. Here's the joke. Okay. <laughs> Why is it wrong to call someone an Oriental? Literally, it means of the Orient or of the East, as opposed to the Occident of the West. So I got to dial. I got to like really remember. The Occident of the West is like the Orient of the East is the Occident of the West. Okay. Last I checked, uh, geographic origin is not a slur, uh, right? It's not like no. All right, but so this is gonna it's gonna feel like a racist joke at the beginning. Oh boy, and I right, and I want it to flow into the opposite. I disassociate from this moment. (laughs) No, I think that's part of what comedy is about. It, It you hit it. Okay. Is this racist? And then you know. slide into how we can be better people, and okay. you dangle this thing in front of them. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so referring to someone from where they are from isn't a slur. If it were, it'd be wrong to label people from Mississippi as Southerners. Sure. It's just yeah. a fact, yeah. right? So it just is what it is. But... And then I and then I go into this. So someone from matter of fact, some of y'all from Mississippi just heard Occidental. <laughs> y'all you don't know what that is. <laughs> right? Like uh some from Mississippi 
might think when they say Occidental, they're saying accidental. <laughs> it's pretty much Occidentals when you drop something, it was sort of Occidental. <laughs> like, that's what they think that word means. All right, uh, that's how they say Occidental. All right. Uh, the most iconic... Damn it, this joke, I messed it up. But Timing's everything. With timing's Jason. everything. I just wrote it. I'm reading it now. We're working yeah. through. My, uh, so those people mm-hmm. represent like half of America, dude. Occidentals? It, uh, like, th- like Oxid- th- th- they would say accidental. That's half of our country, sort of. I don't mean literal accent, mm-hmm. but like. Oh, yeah, you're talking about like Southern. Okay, yeah, yep, yep, yep. A certain kind of person in our country mm. th- is sort of like that. So that also, then I hit, now I'm talking, now I'm kind of being ra- judgmental and racist about a certain white okay. Western thing. And I'm, I'm like pendulum swing back and it's like, man, you better be careful with this joke. You're offending the Asians and you're about to f- offend the Southerners. Which one, what, what's about to happen? Oh boy. <laughs> right? Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I should ever say this <laughs> joke, but I, I, fe- I feel like it's funny and, and helpful. So an Asian... Okay. An Asian person might refer to a Westerner as an Occidental. Okay. But they, they would just, it's just a true thing. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just information. But if you mean it to be mean, it's mean. Yeah. Same with Oriental. They are Oriental. Especially if it's in relation to the word Occidental. But if you mean it to be mean, it's mean. So since so many people mean it to me, mean, don't say it. Okay. <laughs> don't say it. Yeah. I just said it a dozen times. Don't say so you're, it. You're, you're kind of giving an out for like, hey, like some people say it, they're not trying to be mean. And so like, don't like write them off as being like racist for saying it. Yes. Right. And then, but now for those of you who have heard this, yeah, you stand corrected, so don't <laughs> say it anymore. I, I can be on board with that because here's the. Like, so I'm it's, telling it's, this it's joke, just, but as you hear me, you're like, "Don't do it," and at the end, you it. go, okay. "Okay, right." And there's this there's this thing that settles. Like a, a a a person might that grew up in another age might refer to a black person or a person of color or a brown person or an African American. They might say an Afro American. Okay, and they and it'd be like. Don't say that. And they'd be like, no, that's just, isn't that, they're Afro-American. It's like, there are so many people that have meant that phrase, to be mean, don't say it. Even if you don't mean it to be mean, it's not accurate, and therefore it brings across it yeah. as a mean, derogatory yeah. Well, yeah, and there, that, and thing. honestly, like, you know, there was, I remember when I was younger, <clears throat> wanting to be respectful and not knowing how to ask you know like not no honestly not having the courage to ask people of color like is it okay if i say this word or that word you yeah know, like because you know you, you talk to i don't know like i, I remember having some friends saying yeah african-american's fine and then other friends saying no not really because mm-hmm. you know like like if you, you if you're saying in, in 
London, for example, you're not an American yeah, at all. Like black people there are not African American. <laughs> no, that's so American centric. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. It's very American centric. Yeah. So like black, I've just heard black. it. It's fine. You yeah, know? yeah. That's and right. then like I had a buddy of mine who was born and raised from Johannesburg, and he's white. And yeah. He's like I'm African American. I'm like, okay, which I'm not going to like go there. Yeah, with, yeah. With like, I mean, technically, like, yeah, he's an American citizen, and he's from Africa, and he's white, and like. That I think is just sort of like I think it's just fine saying it's technically white, black, true. Brown. Don't say it. <laughs> like yeah, like that's okay, but like it's also not okay to. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. This is going on the web. I'm not gonna as a white man. Not gonna speculate on what is and is not <laughs> okay. The right for I'm things to gonna, say. Like, or... I defer to what people want to be. You know, as far as like if they want to be called black, brown, whatever, like. Let me know. I want to be <laughs> respectful of yeah. that. Like, when, seriously. When, it, when, really when the people group's oppressed for a very long time, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they get I'm, to be the ones <clears throat> to define themselves, man. Right. Like, that's it. Well, right. and, and, and it's it's like, it's not monolithic, you know, in, in terms of, you know, like people, like African-Americans in our country, for example, may be fine with, you know, being referred to as black, but you know, native nations might not be okay with being referred to as like red, right? Like, and I say, or that even as, a person of color or, or any of the or phrases right, right. that like, we've kind of, the reason I say red is because like, I'm thinking of like the, the red and yellow, black and white. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a symbolic, yeah. a symbolic co- color for a people group. Yeah. That white people assigned. <laughs> yes. And that none of these people are those colors, including white people. True. We are not the color true, white. True. Although yeah. in January in Boone, it feels like that sometimes. Yes, but 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 not literally the color white. It's sure. a construct. It's a social. It, it construct. is. It is the a social. Thing. Like race is, um, but at the same time, like I think it's important to like recognize that it is indeed a construct, and it, and that construct has had consequences, and mm-hmm. like trying to as best as you can, you know. Um, I don't know, rectify what that has meant in society is Mm -hmm. is the little bit that you can as an individual and like hopefully societally. Um, But man, this was this, I was not planning on NASCAR. Well, let me ask you your opinion. (laughs) Let me ask you your opinion of something because it, I'm so glad this, I wasn't planning on being when we were recording, but I was going to ask you your opinion. So I'm, I'm pushing doing more stand-up comedy and just like trying to mm-hmm. put myself out there more. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, why am I even doing this? And the, yeah. part of the reason is, uh, I used to want to do this, man. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a major league baseball player. And if that didn't, my plan B dude was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. What kind of kid has two impossible, ridiculous dreams and without <laughs> any backup. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, ministry kind of, I forgot that part of myself, mm-hmm. and I've I've really I've really gone deep into kind of like what what why I would have gone into ministry if I don't take into account just saying a magic thing like God called me, but mm-hmm. if I if I put uh, psychology reasoning to it mm-hmm. and some spirituality to it, but like understanding how humans operate and how we think and mm-hmm. and our personalities and stuff. Uh, not to deny the God part, mm-hmm. but to to see them as one thing and in union with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone deep of to why I think I 
was pursued pastor stuff at all in my life and mm-hmm. thought that I wasn't trying and then still did it. Anyway, but that's for another conversation. But uh, whenever I was like, uh, I don't know, like a few months, a few months into not, for the first time in 23 years, not counting vacations, mm-hmm. a few months in, I was like, I, I don't have to do these, like, heart gushing opening myself every mm-hmm. single week as I prepare. Yeah. I tried to give it everything I had every time. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it was good or not, whether I did it all whatever, man, I tried my best. I really tried my best. Mm-hmm. And then to be like a few months and go not doing it, I'm like I remembered part of who I am, dude. Mm-hmm. That I think that by being so deeply in the kind of job that is like you're on the stage mm-hmm. and that's that what they look at you as is that thing mm-hmm. i had forgotten i actually wanted to do the stage thing as that was part of my dream mm-hmm. and uh it didn't have anything to do with church i wanted to be funny yeah. and dance around on the stage and get everyone dancing and uh Okay, well, if we go psychology down that path, part of that maybe every, everyone I hear just goes, "Where's the wound?" Like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to do that? That's ego based, which means it's based on a trauma you had, and that's why you want to get on the stage. And even if that's true, let's just say that that's true. Mm-hmm. There's another. Whenever I see somebody get on an open mic and like uh, po- spoken word poetry, or they wrote a little song mm-hmm. on their mandolin at a coffee shop, I'm not like. You egomaniac. <laughs> I'm sure. just like, they wanted to do it. Yeah. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that I am like that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't focus on the like pastor part, it was like, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be on a stage and I wanted to be like positive and lighthearted and make mm-hmm. people happy and laugh. And I went on this path that was like that sort of. Mm-hmm. And but I still actually wanted it to happen. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I wanted the people to be happy. Yeah. And then I found out there's a whole bunch of people in that world that they're like, that's not what we're doing here, dude. And but I was I like, but that's what I want to do. <laughs> I, think, I think anyone who, who supposes to, to stand on a stage of any, you know, whether you're any a musician, kind of stage, yeah. a comedian, pastor, whatever, like you're doing that because you want to... You like because you feel like you have something worth that worth hearing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's no. disingenuous for pastors or like in the culture that we grew up in. Me, especially as a musician, like I grew up in like doing church music. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, worship leaders and whatnot. Like, we love performing. You yeah, know? like that's and, a good it's word. Okay it's okay to. To like that, <laughs> to, to do that, and I think it's disingenuous. Excuse me, I think it's disingenuous to say that that's not part of what you're doing. Like there may be more to it than that. Sure, like sure. yeah, you're performing. Yeah, yeah, and you hope to communicate some truth that's yeah. gonna, you know, like maybe give someone some hope, or maybe give someone something to laugh at, and maybe like yeah. feel less despair i don't know something that, i think that's part of it for a lot you of know, performers like, comedians especially they yeah, talk about yeah. that yeah and like and, and as a musician like you do this because like like the reason that you perform the reason that you do it in front of anyone at all like 
is is to be seen to some extent. Otherwise, there would be no there would be no concert venues. There'd be no comedy. No, halls. someone There'd wants be to no, be seen. Yeah. But then there's also the like the that, yin, and that's okay. The yin right? yang of that, or the other <laughs> side of the yeah, the other side of the coin is uh, yeah. But also, I'm doing this to make you happy, right? Like but, you go play at a, I've seen you mm, play live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not just like look at me. You want to be seen. You wouldn't sure. do it if you didn't. But also, I know you. You want them to enjoy themselves. And that's with me with comedy. I'm like, I want them to have fun. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, and and that's why I think it's important for people to just acknowledge that because I think think if the moment that you refuse to acknowledge that sort of part that feeds your ego a little bit, it does... Like if you refuse to acknowledge that, then you're 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 denying. I don't know. You leave. You you open up room for like worse things to happen because like all yeah. of a sudden you you can't. There's no room to be like, hey man, I think you're making this a little bit too much about yourself, right? Yeah. And and I think this is like really really true in a lot of like big churches and stuff. Like I grew up in the, the mega church televangelist world like i know it i've seen it a hundred times like yeah. it happens and, and like, sometimes they really were making it about themselves right? oh yeah yeah, has- yeah but 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 like <laughs> you couldn't say that there was no room for that conversation right because in and especially in like ministry circles like everything's all about the lord and like you mm-hmm. can't you can't even like have that conversation without it feeling like a direct attack against the individual so that yes. never gets brought up right? right there's not supposed to be any of your true self right whereas if in we this, were more honest it... and be like okay look i get that you're really enjoying this i think maybe we can like shift focus a little bit this way there would be yeah 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 corrections would there would be more room for like maneuvering when the ship loses course <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like the wow. whole like teetotalist movement and like yeah yeah you know even like purity culture right yeah. like you 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 make it so like hard lined one way and like you end up breaking the system because there's no nuance there's no room for like wow, humanity. purity culture and to, uh, teetotaling are two really good examples, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're like, name a couple things that are good, mm-hmm. uh, that when handled correctly, within the right context, are beautiful yeah. things. Yeah. Alcohol, sex. Yeah, or, or any, like... No, yeah, no, those examples. Of, yeah, sure. Teetotaling is yeah. alcohol, mm-hmm. and purity culture, sex. Yeah. Alcohol and sex. And they go, so here's the rule. You're not allowed to have alcohol. You're not allowed to have sex. And Boom. Like, and, and then what? What's Whoa. the result of that? Like <laughs> yeah, years of trauma. Yeah. For like especially, I can I can speak to the purity culture side of things. I didn't really, you know, I didn't start drinking until uh, Sarah and I got married or yeah. started dating. My wife's from Scotland. Um, that was kind of like a culture shock thing for me. It was like Christians in the UK just didn't view that the same way that we did. Yeah, they went and had a pint. That's just right. Yeah, and so like that, I kind of got introduced to that in a more gentle way versus like being like taught like essentially like sex is bad, like or or sexual desire is like you got to repress, repress, repress. And then like, and now you're married. Have at it, you know. And it's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, Um, like not the most healthy transition, right? Yeah, and not. Which is why I feel like, oh man, we're, I, love, I don't want to. I don't want to get too whatever. But whatever. Like, that's why I it's feel like you, there's so much crazy scandal happening. Yeah, 
in churches and like you know whether it's the Catholic Church or like yeah you know all all the stuff that's been coming out in the SBC and whatever you know it's just it's not surprising when there's no suppressed. yeah yeah when there, everything's suppressed and I think going back to what circling we were talking back about, what is this thing in you that's good right yeah like, that like is, hey like I it's I I enjoy I enjoy the call it what it is like I I I enjoy the attention or I enjoy the you know, being on stage. And the thing is, know, I like, like giving the attention. Yeah. Not in a psycho way. Sure. Oh, my God. Uh, but, like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an admirer. And I've said this, like, I feel like a musician in my heart. Yeah. Like, when I when I watch good musicians, you included, mm-hmm. I'm sort of, like, doing it with you. Oh, man. It, 100%. That's like I'm playing this, and I don't know how to... I'm like, yeah, man. Like That's like... I feel like that is, for me, to, like, finding that place where... You, you can get to that point to where you understand that desire where, um, like, you see someone else on stage and you kind of feel a little bit jealous. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're, like, so in that moment and you're able to enter in that moment with them. Yeah. Like, man, that is I feel a that with thing. Yeah. I feel that with musicians a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if a lot of people feel like that or... Does it tend to be more musicians because the musicians can actually identify with what's happening on the stage? You you understand yeah. what they're doing. I do. Um, but why would why would I feel such an attachment when I don't understand? I've never. I don't know how to play those things. Is that what everyone feels, or am I? I don't. Know. I mean, I feel that I I feel the same thing when I watch like beautiful films. Like I'm not an actor. No, but right? you know how but to make I, films though. No, no, but like even before that, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, like okay. I'm watching, if, like I'm wa- if I'm watching. Oh, yeah, it's true. You know, I don't know. I don't want to like name a film to like particularly date me. But, Princess <laughs> Bride. Princess Bride, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like that I saw dates that. That's us like, and I will take you it. You know, That's fine. like, yeah, I watched that movie in like Anita Montoya. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, man, when I was a kid, loved that yeah, scene. Yeah. I didn't have aspirations of being an actor. Okay, yeah, you know, there we go. There and we go. I wasn't thinking I want to do what he does one day. But you, you identify yourselves in the characters and the people on on the stage in front of you. you yeah. Know? Likewise, there's projection. That there happens is projection for sure. And like, and again, like we, you know, okay. So again, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So like, <laughs> please do not take this whatever. But like, I think projection is a natural human. It happens. Tendency, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. We can and, say it's good or bad, whatever, but it right, happens. But we it do happens, it. right? And Just, so it is a thing. And I yeah. think, and I think, kind of going back to the whole like being teetotal about things. It's like yeah. okay, like pro- projecting. <laughs> Don't like, project. It's fine. No, we find, all project. We all project. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, and again, like again, <laughs> maybe, maybe all projection is bad. Like I'm not a. <laughs> Yeah, if you're like, watching this in 2042, and projection yeah. is the is the now the p word, and we we're never supposed to say it, we're really well, sorry, right? But you know, but it is it, well. There, there. I'm. Tr- I give these uh, you know qualifications because like th- I'm aware of how much I don't know, but like Absolutely. I, I, I feel like what you're talking about, yeah, I yeah. relate to that that thing of like okay yeah you're not a musician and yet yeah. you like you connect Man, with the musician on stage and, and you're like in in my mind I'm thinking like you are in maybe in a healthy way projecting that yeah. yourself into that position right and maybe that's not the right word but like yeah I get I it. find I find that I do the same thing in in stories when I'm reading a book like I'm not an author I don't get jealous when I'm reading 
you know, Tolkien or Cormac yeah. McCarthy or whoever, like, and yeah, I'm yeah. like reading this story that's like breaking my heart. I'm not thinking, yeah, man, yeah. I'm really jealous that I didn't write this book. Like I'm entering so, into okay, that, right? Let's go down this path because I, I want to push this further. Mm-hmm. There's the phrase like, never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If we're projecting onto those dudes, are they good dudes to want to be like? And where's the proof? Where's the evidence? Are uh, there any ones that we can say? I don't want to out anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm yeah. not. I don't, I'm not talking about negative. I'm only asking in a positive framing. Are there people yeah. that that exist that we can say that we can confirm through trusting friends or something, even if it's third party? This this person mm-hmm. that is on the stage doing this is really nice. And like a good person to be around and is loving. So is the projection towards something that we should even be project? Should we even want to be like that? I, um, there's gotta be some, (laughs) I'm too cynical based on my life experiences to like some of the most wonderful people, um, have also in my life, some of the most wonderful people in my life have also proved to be some of the most disappointing people when you kind of, Really put see them, well, well, or when you like put them on some sort of pedestal, like some oh, sort of way of like, which is a bit unfair. It, yeah, because they never may, maybe they didn't ask for that. Maybe some of them did by you know pursuing certain positions. I don't yeah, know. yeah, you can't um, really know that part for sure. But yeah, I, I would say I think it's okay to aspire to be like someone's like uh, the Thomas Merton has that true self, false self kind mm-hmm. of. I think it's Merton. Well, that. true self is a phrase that's talked yeah, about in all sorts of circles. All sorts of religions, yeah. yeah. Um, but Psychology, like, uh, yeah. I think like, um, you know, Bud- Buddhist monks touch mm-hmm. on that stuff. And Merton was like a Catholic kind of a mystic, mystic yeah. but also really learned a lot from Buddhism and mm-hmm. incorporated that in. And was, I think, part of the key to connecting mm. to a couple different worlds. Right, right. From one perspective. Yeah, yeah. So kind of borrowing that language of the yeah. true self, I think that when you see someone else's true self and like the the goodness and beauty in that, um, I think that's okay to, to so aspire to. But projecting like, to their true self. Yeah. Or your true self and that you see that they have the same essence in them. Yeah, that... yeah. I mean, I know this is starting to sound a little woo-woo, but like, no, yeah, I think you know, way. I think, I think, yeah, I've always think, thought this way. I just didn't always have the vocabulary for this right, stuff. and I'm still learning that vocabulary. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah I think, I think when you ever growing, yeah, I think when you see someone like when you see something like truly beautiful, um, like I remember having this experience um, listening to like Seeger Rose, dude. Um, like this was probably mid two thousands, early two thousands, like right when like the parentheses album came out and like they're literally one. not even singing real words in any language. And like finding they like doubled so down much. On that. They did. They doubled down. And like <laughs> they called it like Hopelandic and it was like this really thing like beautiful thing. What I loved about it was that like the whole concept of singing in this like made up language was their uh, my understanding anyway was their idea was like you just project your own meaning I do when what? I listen to them. And that's exactly what I did, and it works so wonderful, right? And who, who else do you can you think of other bands that you do that with? I mean, I know like scat singers would <laughs> kind of. Do I'm just trying that, to. I'm wondering like, if. Um, I mean, I always in, okay, in a way. Who are some that, of your but... favorite? Who are some of your favorite? If if someone was mm-hmm. like, 
old school, you can bring 10 CDs with you on a deserted island, oh, kind of, or t- 10 vinyls, and you had We've the already ability. had this discussion about like my limited musical upbringing. But um, I'm wondering if there's a correlation here with... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, Seagros were, were, they were my favorite band for many years, probably a decade. So in your um, 20s and 30s, maybe not 20, as a kid, but like... Not as a kid, yeah. As a kid, you, you know, my, my tastes were much more simple and limited. But even but what about um, now? Because I know you know a lot of music now. Yeah, I mean, right now it's funny. I'm also getting older, and so you. I feel like, you know, I'm turning 42 this year. I feel like I'm kind of regressing back to the the music that I was listening to in my 20s, and or the bands that I was listening to. You know, when Sarah and I were dating, and you know, so it was like yeah. Jimmy Eat World and. Death Cab for Cutie and yeah. the Postal Service are like they're doing this. Tour I'm going tour this through year. my own thing like yeah. this, but it's it's further back and it's way different music right, than that. Right, but it's, I'm going through the same feeling. Yeah, so you know, but but as far as like other other musicians that are coming out or that are making records that I find really meaningful and beautiful, you know, um, I know it's very cliche to say, but like I'm a huge Bonnie Bear fan. You know, twenty two million. Kevin, that was the one I was gonna say. Yeah, like, and here's what my theory as yeah. to why. Okay, because you also do it with his music, just mm-hmm. like Sigur Ross. Right. You project yourself, or your not project yourself, but well, you identify with some of the stuff he's saying. When you and I both know, you don't really know what that dude's well, saying so, half though, the time. So even if you look the lyrics up, you're like, what? But okay, no, no, this is a good point. <laughs> he's this is actually, such a good poet. This is this is really great though. No, yeah. because because I, I read this, I read this. Uh, I don't know if it's an interview or article, and and this is particularly about the Twenty Two A Million album. So Gosh. not not the I I'm not his most recent one, right? Um, but Twenty Two A Million, uh, unbelievable, people, incredible, and like inspired they were half about, of my book that I wrote. Okay, I listened yeah. to that album. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Over one hundred times. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sure. Just in like, the process of trying to write a draft. So, so what's interesting about that album, and what's what I find is in common with, say, the the Cigarros parentheses, parentheses album, yeah. um, is when asked about his lyricism, like the meaning of the lyrics of his songs, he won't give a clear answer. He will say it means what it means to you, and he intentionally wrote the lyrics. He wants that to be he the case. He wants that. To, yeah, he wants you to listen to those lyrics, and you know, and when, and I think even the imagery that's when all those the are album, the rules though of writing a poem, it changes how you write the poem. Yeah, because if you're trying to write from your own experience, that's mm-hmm. different than I'm going to write a lyric that is intended for them to try to figure out how this mean what it means mm-hmm. to them. I wonder if he's putting any of his story in it. Or if I he's just like, writing oh, it I've, for us. I'm sure there's I, I I can't help but believe there is there are projections. He's almost projecting into his lyrics in a way I guess that, he has to. Yeah, we all do it. We all do it. Dang dude. But like but like why do like some you, of us go, I get it, dude. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like a an arena of us are like we know, and 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 yet, but there are also the 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 people who are they they want things more. They want to be told what the thing's about, and this is true for me as well. Especially when it comes to, um, I'm starting to I learn so much about myself right now with this conversation. Right. Well, like there are so times many when I need church. to know. Well, I well. <laughs> And it's and it, this can be true in a lot of different aspects of life, right? Like yeah, yeah. this is, 
whether it's like an existential meaning or whatever, like for me, like I need to know what this is about when it comes to my day to day nine to five. I'm yeah, you don't want to literally float through uh, life. Well, well, no, no, no. But <laughs> I like, don't know. We'll just no, do no, whatever. No, no. But but like like you know, work wise and like yeah. You know, so I'm, you thrive if you know what the to do. Yeah, list I'm, is. I, I like I like having a checklist when it comes yeah. to my work, which is not typical of like the other parts of your of life. other parts of my life. I'm where, the same way. Yeah, um, but. You know, so when it comes to art, sometimes I really value that. Like when I'm, when there has to be, there has to be an invitation point in the artwork, right? Like hmm. uh, for some, some, something that makes it accessible to invite you in to participate with the art. And yeah, what, which is basically like what a question is. And that's what, when you say invite, mm-hmm. I think. If you ask a question, you invite right. something. So now they're participating instead right. of just giving the answer. Right. But that still can seem like an abstract way of describing it, it, what it, you're it saying. Can be, it can be abstract. And, and honestly, like I'm hoping maybe you just get better at recognizing that invitation as you mature. But yeah. like I find a lot of music and a lot of art that's like, you know, that people might describe as being like abstract, like. I maybe I just don't have the vocabulary to recognize the inv- invitation or whatever, but like yeah. you, you, you see some of these films or some of these, you hear people talk about some of these records. I, I have friends who really brilliant musicians, and they're like, "Oh man, this record!" And I listen to it, and I'm like, "You're like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it." I remember the first time when I was, you know, a teenager or maybe early twenties, hearing like uh, "Amnesiac" by Radiohead, like. What's happening right like, now? Like this is just noise, right? Yeah. And now you're like co- returning to it like later, that. like okay, I get it, and like I find it much more beautiful, and like uh, you know, I hear the that Beatles invitation. did this. Yeah. What was the album they did? Noise? No. Um. See, you're asking the wrong guy. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Are you talking about the one with like the Yellow Submarine and all that on it? Or no, it was, it's all right. Yeah, something about just like crazy noise when it was starting to like mm. Jackson Pollock just like Bruh! right, you know right. they were well, they, they came well, out with like, out, yeah like yeah. Jackson Pollock's another <laughs> dude, a fantastic example of dude, like that's my style art right. I'm not trying to compare myself to Jackson Pollock. Sure. It was it was like as an entire concept was happening, he was part of the be- beginning of the co- the idea of it mm-hmm. even being right. But I'm just saying. I like doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Abstract expressionism, my feelings go into it. Mm-hmm. Man, there are so many times in, in my 20-something years in ministry, especially mm-hmm. being a lead teaching role, mm-hmm. so many people were like, I love this abstract, whatever, but we need to, like, it's time for some bullet point answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm you like, need some systematic theology. And I go, <laughs> and I go, no, I mean, I studied that stuff in school, yeah. but that's just not who I am. Yeah. And then they would go, well, then we have to leave. And I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. Because I can't just like become someone I'm not mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and give you the four R's of prayer that all, like the four things of prayer that mm-hmm. all start with R so you can mm-hmm. write it down and you go, I now have an official thing. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. A systematic they need a roadmap. They need a roadmap. They need a. Yeah. And I'm up there going like, "Here's." I literally, I was like, "Here's one way you could interpret what happened here, mm-hmm. and yeah. here's another way you could interpret what happened here." And uh, and we would do like stand up and we'll move and it'd be like, "Look, just that one thing." We already are like, you're both. You love each other. You trust each other, and you just sort of see that mm-hmm. different. And then I'd go, 
So that's the teaching. Mm -hmm. Like, as a teacher trying to say something, I'm Mm -hmm. reminding us, Mm -hmm. sometimes the same exact sentence, half of us can think it means one thing and half of us think it means another, and we love each other, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. And then they would be like, but which one was the right one? People would go, I can I cannot no longer go to a church mm-hmm. that doesn't stand for what is right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really letting these people down. And I felt like some guilt. And then I went, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And so then the question led to, should I do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what the, the trouble with um, any sort of spiritual teachings, yeah, is. It's a, it's a very global, for like a better word, phenomenon, <laughs> and I think yeah. you 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 have to be able to approach spirituality not from a uniquely Western yeah. perspective or or a uniquely Eastern perspective yeah. or or what you know I know that's kind of a dichotomy there, but like no, that's in my notes know, for what I was going to ask you, you know, about. But it's like I think it's important, you know, we we. In the West, like kind of European um, mindsets, like you know, we're kind of coming from a modernist now postmodernist um, mindset where we there were we're asking questions that weren't necessarily, you know, that the origins of Christianity, for example, weren't. They're asking questions that that that. Christianity in the Near East 2,000 years ago wasn't asking, right? Yeah. And so it's not it's not that they're necessarily wrong questions, but they're just incomplete, right? Yeah. And I think that... From the perspective of 21st century modern Western culture... Right, instead right. Instead of trying to go to, if best you can, to try to think of the perspective right, of the original... Right, because we're like... Yeah whether we realize it or not, like we're bringing a lot of cultural baggage, you know, Hellenism and, you know, like the mm-hmm. little bit, I only did an undergrad in theology, but like the little bit that, that I learned about our concepts of afterlife and, yeah. you know, and, and Influenced which is, which is unfortunately the big question that most evangelical American yeah. people are obsessed with. It's all about that. Not really a big part. Not of, talked about a whole bunch. Not talked about a in whole this bunch. Epic. Not that epic it's, comp- compilation of books that were preserved right, for right. like a couple thousand years. Right. wasn't a big deal. So like, wasn't really talked about. Is, like, there what must I do to be saved? Right. Like that question when when it, when asked in the New Testament meant something very different to someone in twenty twenty three in North Carolina asking what must I do to be saved right they mean very that the the definition of saved means the, different that, things those are very different things right yeah like we we bring all this baggage of like greek and roman mythology and like concepts of hell and all this kind of stuff to it which not saying it's right or wrong but i'm saying not what <laughs> yeah. new testament writers had in mind and and like and honestly, we're kind of, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, which again, take it or leave it. Like I think we're asking the wrong questions, or yeah. we're intending 
wrong answers or, or we're anticipating the wrong answers. Like we want so something too. like, what, what does it mean? Like, how can I ensure that when I die that I won't spend an eternity in agony or whatever? Um, maybe not so much nowadays. I feel like people are like, I think that's part of the whole deconstruction movement is people like kind of realizing like they're not interested in that question anymore. No, but, but like, I still know plenty that are and it's tiring. Man. It is tiring. But I feel like if we were to start answering the question a little bit differently, like if people were to, I don't know, I say we, like I'm not, I haven't been involved in a, in a particular church community since, you know, pre COVID. Um, but I'd like to be again. Um, I, you know, but I, I would want to be interested in a community that was interested in better questions, you know, and, uh, I'm sure they exist. I'm just, I've been too lazy to ask <laughs> to look. Yeah. So, and I, and I'm like, yeah. we already do that, man. We do. And we I'm do. like, so I'm like, I, for so long, I was saying I'm not really into institutionalist ways sure. or whatever. And I think sometimes people will be like, that's cool, man. And that's why they wanted to be a part of that institution. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I really don't. I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. And and I really am not. Sure. I, yeah. I don't think that it's a bad thing. Yeah. I've never been into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like... Real life is like not yeah. not in in that. I like my actual the people overlap and relationships like, yeah, that happen yeah. naturally, like a human being mm-hmm. living. Yeah, they they happen. Yeah, but it's not bad to organize. But no, I'm, but no. I paint abstract like Jackson Pollock, dude. Yeah, yeah, and that's just how I do it, and I like it better this way. It was yeah. you know, so it's been it's been good for me to just like admit that fully. But but here's the irony. The irony of ironies for, for my heart in this. What I all I brought this joke up to lead to what I want to ask your opinion of is, I fought this for a long time, with comedy, for the last year hard, because I've I have like three hours of material at this point. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how much of it's funny. There hasn't been enough practice to know. Yeah, but I am like I got a lot because I'm not like a comic starting out and I'm fresh out of school and I'm hitting the clubs. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got the 10,000 hour stage thing down already. Right. I got to find out if I'm funny. Right. The stage part isn't really the thing I got to it's like I don't know if I'm funny, but I think I got a few good things, right? Yeah. But I was like I'm not doing any church material. Mm-hmm. And then recently I was like I don't want to do church material necessarily. I want to be a teacher. Mhm. Because I still think I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And like the lesson of the mulberry tree, mm-hmm. I did stuff with church for years. And a couple times people are like, oh, that was pretty cool. I've gotten a bigger response out of that than anything mm-hmm. I ever did when it was the Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that, that I mean, I love the, some of the Bible's messages are amazing. Oh, sure, yeah. It's not yeah, a knock. Yeah. But it's more like it's the first thing I ever did that I went, I have an idea of something that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then we worked together, made it a thing. Mm-hmm. It existed, not just in here. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> but, it's fine. But it's it was like, yeah. yeah. But it was also, I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That exact sermon, I mean, that exact teaching 
some Christians would call it a sermon if I would have just started with like, turn with me to Genesis chapter one. There was a tree there. Okay, mm-hmm. now and then I'd do that, and they'd go, "Oh, I like that sermon because mm-hmm. they felt like the Bible said it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right?" Sure, sure. Yeah. And and I'm like, I have this idea. Um. So anyway, I have this idea, and it's like this joke that it, with the it starts with Occidental and stuff. Oh right, yeah. And the ori is it wrong? To, why is it wrong to say Oriental? Right? And can I then, can I answer that for the for the record? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into let, that let, before let I get, get into let me it. just get that. Because <laughs> I cut you off several times, you wanted to say it so bad. No, I wanted to say it because it was only only because like it's been this ongoing joke with, um, well, I won't say who. Like okay. some of my work colleagues in the past, yeah, um, who were older, um, and they would say things. You know, they're of the boomer generation, and <laughs> well, we can't say Oriental anymore. Well, no, it's just it's not this, that not that stereotypical. <laughs> I mean, you know, but they would say things. I'm like, no, 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 you got to say like. Oh, okay. Other so, other stuff. Oriental refers to food and rugs. Okay. People are Asian. Okay. Rugs are Oriental. So what you're saying is, is Orientals Oriental. are inanimate objects. Essentially, essentially. Asians are humans. But, but here's the here's the deal. But I also heard recently on something. I think it might have been even a TikTok, where like someone from I don't I don't recall the the nation. Yeah. Um, but insert Asian nation here it, without being Korean offensive, or, got right. it. but like <laughs> also say, you know, like we don't care, just don't say North Korea and it's fine, right? Right, and like, then you're it's good. not, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, I do, I, you know, it, I understand that if anything, I'm always wanting to err on the side of like, look, you know, I want to be respectful. If this is disrespectful, if I've heard that it's disrespectful, I'm not, I'm I'm going to avoid it. If this so, is a recording and in 20 years it's disrespectful, I apologize. I ahead apologize of time. in advance, right? Like <laughs> right. seriously, like totally. I, you know, I'm I'm very well aware of the the you know privileges and upbringing that I've had that have have whatever afforded me to like not be as sensitive. Maybe I don't know, but like, I'm trying. We to, all got it. I'm trying to do better. Trying to learn. So I'm trying to grow. Just as a what you know, but I'm all, but I've also heard the thing of like sometimes like I think we can almost be like white messiah complex of like mm-hmm. you know pat ourselves to, on the back and we're really right like we're like, like you know hey you know what I I didn't say I referred to this person as the right the correct thing the correct thing yeah. and like I was saying L G B T Q A plus and you only said when everybody else was just saying L G B T right right you know like I know it's that like, sounds get kind over of like yourself. it's like okay. <laughs> Like yeah. yes, do better. I probably when said you're that aware wrong, by the way. and like yeah, but but yeah, like I do th- I do think that maybe maybe there is some truth to us becoming offended on behalf of others when that is yeah. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I think we did the woke yeah. culture. Yeah, and like again, I, if I'm going to err on one side, I want to err on the side of what people would call woke and learning and listening. And learning and listening. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like let let me know if. I'm being ridiculous, but I will only listen to people who are different looking yeah. than me. I, I don't I, I don't like <laughs> the word woke. Well, it's unfortunately turned into like this weird pejorative term. Like that or, was yeah. Being too proud of yourself for something. But I think I will say this. More of these bagel chips, these are good. Some of some of the messages that I learned my whole upbringing in the eighties mm-hmm. watching movies was mostly made by black people. All right, yeah. I was basically, I'm an only child watching HBO, Deaf mm-hmm. Comedy Jam. Oh, right. They, yeah. That's how I got the inspiration. Mm-hmm. 
and and Spike Lee basically helped raise me mm-hmm. like watching his movies and I'm I'm like that's the black perspective. Mm-hmm. That's what the black people have said that it's like to be a black person in America mm. and I was listening. Yeah. Right? But I didn't know what to do about that. Yeah. And then like as I got older, I was like, well, how many years am I supposed to go by as an adult and not do anything about that information? Mm-hmm. Because as a white person with white privilege, I can do nothing about that information. Mm. And no one's coming for me mm-hmm. if I just go, yeah, black people have had it really hard. Yeah. And then I don't do anything. I don't say anything. It's like, mm. well, what's going to be... Is there anything that's going to change in this world or in my world or in me if I don't do anything about that information? Mm-hmm. So then I, th- I would say so you feel like I started not- listening mm-hmm. again. Like I, 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 I started listening again is probably mm-hmm. the, the, how I describe it. Mm-hmm. Like I started like – I remember when I was like a teenager being really shaped by this and I didn't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I'm listening again and now the next round is am I going to do something about it this time? Mm-hmm. When I was 16, I was like, well, what, I don't know. What can one 16, random 16-year-old kid from the beach in Florida do? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm 45 and I'm like, what can a 45 year old do? And I'm not like, well, what can a 40, I'm like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm listening, even though it's not the first time I was listening. It's now it's like the past, I don't know, five or 10 years have been like, I'm listening with the perspective of like, how can I do something that isn't just like, oh, cool movie. I think that's kind of the, you know, what I for lack of better words, here, um, is this, you know, encouragement to always be listening, but then also, like, use your position to, like, say something when you can, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not not out of this, like, you know, savior complex or whatnot, but, like, do what you can, say Mm -hmm. what you can, educate when you can, um... I don't know. I, 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 I was never, I didn't grow up being as, um, progressively minded and, um, and not that I grew up in a particularly bigoted household at all. Like my my parents are wonderful people and, yeah, but there was a lot that I just didn't know growing up, you know, in suburbia. Right. Um, and that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, I it's think like it's, you, if you did nothing, it's fine. Like there's no consequence. Right. Yeah, and you know I, I could afford to do that, and that was yeah. like, you know, and and it, that that's a convenience that yeah, yeah. I'm afforded that others aren't. That's right. Um, and I think I don't know. It's I don't. I, I certainly don't have the answers to this. What what I will say, what I would say to. Um, uh, some, some people like, and, and I'm going to shift gears a little bit, like, you know, I, I don't feel like I can say a whole lot on the, uh, on, well, what I feel like I can speak to is the, the culture that I grew up in with, like, like this is a very conservative Christian, um, evangelical circles and like how I have kind of, um, you know, progressed a bit, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, 
I think that it's it's a difficult thing <clears throat> when like <clears throat> when you're not sort of the victim like so so for example like yeah. I'm not you know I'm a straight white guy never was you know experienced any sort of a discrimination because of how I was made right um and I know a lot of people have, um, and that's, and I can't fully empathize with that, uh, or at least I can't fully, uh, what's the word? Empathize? Um, yeah, I, I can, like, I want to empathize and like, and, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. I can't fully relate, I guess maybe is the oh, word. Oh, right. Right. You know, but I want to empathize. Well, um, well said. Um, How can you empathize if you can't relate? Well. That's a very difficult and good question. Right. Well. And that is a good question, and maybe something to maybe we all could do well to maybe think on. Um, what I was getting at was, I think the answer is listen. By the way, listen, it is listening. Well, so here's okay. So right, okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> that's my here's, version. Here's, just, of the here's something answer, really interesting. So I had other friends of mine who um, were a bit more progressive than me. Um, and, you know, in terms of, like, being accepting of certain types of people. Mm-hmm. And um, when I would, when we'd have conversations, they would hear me out. They would listen to me when I said, well, you know, I just, you know, the Bible says this or whatever, that, you know. Um, instead of, like, writing me off, like, they were patient with me and, like, Okay, well, you know, I understand you think that feel this way, but what about this? What about this? What about that? Which is just healthy. It is healthy dialogue. It is, and again, like I've heard the flip side of this argument, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, good for you that you had healthy. But in the meantime, how many other people suffered because of your whatever? Okay, you know, yeah, not yeah. that I personally went out and like was you know throwing physical stones or anything, but like yeah. you know, you do. All I can say is my. All I can speak to is my own experience. You had which a good. Was, exa- they were setting good examples for you. Yeah, and I and I want to try to do that with other people because I've seen what the culture wars have become. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like everyone's wanting to put other people on blast, and like, yeah, these, these people probably deserve to be on blast, but like, literally, the only thing that's going to happen. I think that's literally why we had Trump. I think that's why Trump became president. Was because people Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump. This is Donald That's Trump right. This is about? this is we're in, we're in twenty twenty three. Case you're wondering, but I honestly feel like, <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, like the culture wars are to blame or like liberal people like wokeness or whatever is to blame. Like, oh, it's their fault that Trump was that. I'm, I don't mean it that way. I think no. that when it becomes like when you engage in in things in such an, uh, a such a way to where you're like dehumanizing bigots, which you know, like I get it, like you want to dehumanize them because it's so bad, it's so bad, and you, it, it's infuriating. But they are in fact humans. But they are human, yeah. And, like you dehumanize them, or loved ones, and like and like, and you you treat them a certain way, like every they're human. going to, they're gonna, it, it's gonna. I think that's why. I think that's it, why we ended up with Trump. I think it's because 
things wow. got too crazy. No, that sounds awful. No, things didn't get too crazy. Uh, things were always crazy. Things have always been crazy. And like, you know, what do you, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what the right answer is because it's like, yeah, you, you could say the same thing about like, well, man, you know, if Martin Luther King just would have not been so uppity, he wouldn't have gotten assassinated. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, well, at what point do you, like, yeah, he needed, things need to be said. Truth needs to be spoken. And you're always going to have resistance. I just don't know. I don't know what the best way is. Maybe there's no, I just, I just want to retract everything I said like two minutes ago. Like, I don't know. I just like, it's, it's frustrating. And like, I feel like, I feel like if I can change, everyone can change. And I know that's not necessarily true. Rocky four, you know, <laughs> if I could change. <laughs> so we should <laughs> embrace the Russians. <laughs> no, not the Dude, Russians. everything Rocky we're four. saying is, can, is going with where I'm headed with this. I'm not <laughs> no. kidding. I'm not kidding. It's all going to be like, I can't I believe you wrote Ukraine. that. Um, Sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it is sort of this, like, like the tensions rise to this boiling point, you know, and part of me is like, you know, as someone who still identifies as a Christian, like, looks, like, what is the way of Jesus? Like, yeah, you turn over the tables of the, of the oppressors, of the, the, the religious, particularly, and maybe that's, like, just going to, maybe that's where it ends, but it's also like, you know, like the, what does loving your enemies look like? What is, yeah. I, by the way, that, I, I love. I get the whole turn the tables of the yeah. thing. Jesus did that one time. It was a real quick little endeavor. Mm-hmm. His main gig was reach and like loving the outsiders. Too. Mm-hmm. That was his main gig, mm-hmm. and laying his life down and letting himself be murdered. Yeah. So by like the religious people, and they were always it was always. But my the, point is, I, sometimes yeah. people take the turn the table over, mm-hmm. and they make it like a huge thing mm-hmm. that that's what their life is about. We're turning tables, and mm-hmm. it's like you're doing that for like forty years, and mm-hmm. Jesus did it like one moment of a whole story of years of what mm-hmm. he was doing. Mm-hmm. His agenda was yeah. not come and turn the tables. I think his agenda was, and I said this is one of the one of the sermons that I did that I knew I was done. It was like I think he was ending religion, mm. <laughs> dude. We've had I think he's ending up, religion. Yeah. It's over, dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So how, what happens if you find yourself as a 21st century pastor going, Jesus ended religion, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, well, then we sh- does that mean we shouldn't like be here, or we shouldn't have hired you? It, this shouldn't be a organization. I'm like. I think get, you, you want to get me in trouble, Jason. Um, no, uh, yeah, we. But so I was like, I, I yeah. don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> well, you know, it's it is. Uh, you know, Richard Rohr wrote in one of his books. Um, I think it's uh, Soul Brothers. Um, it's one of my most thought-provoking things I've ever read. Is it the sequel to Blues Brothers? Soul Brothers. Soul Brother. Just I kidding. don't know. Just kidding. Here we go. Um, but he, he basically kind of points out, he said, you know, Jesus never asked anyone to to worship him. He asked right. people to follow him. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, and you know, he kind of follows that up with something to the effect of like, no, it's not not he's not saying don't Roar's not making the argument not to worship Jesus, but like don't It wasn't the main thing that's he said. Not, yeah, he said, follow me, you know. Mm. And I do think that you know, it's much more easy to 
to sort of worship something to say, okay, well, I, I align, I'm on this side of the line. Like I worship this than it is to actually follow the, follow thing. the thing. That right? way of living. Yeah. And so like maybe that's so why we're so quick to like, you know, make everything about like doctrine. Doctrine. Exactly. Like we're not it's crazy to me, Jason, that I grew up in the church, you know, born and raised in the church and going into college, into Bible school. And by the way, when I say going, like, raised in the church, I was leading worship when I was 15 years old mm-hmm. at our mega church. Yeah. You know, like, our youth group was, like, 800 people. Like, it was huge. Which I think circles back to the beginning of our conversation. Right. And in part, you guys were the next generation of oh, a yeah. whole bunch of creative people who oh, yeah. moved to Charlotte. Right. So, all this so stuff, of course, you're freaking oh, great man. guitarists. Like, we, were, we were, like... Like, I was so passionate about God. Yeah. And if you would have said, Kevin, what are the Beatitudes? I would have been like, what? What's the Sermon on the Mount? Who, 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 who preached the Sermon on the Mount? Who? What? Never heard of the Sermon on the Mount. Didn't know what the Beatitudes were. At Zing. 17 years old. Zing, dude. Having grown up. In a mega church, whoa, leading worship for four years. So, well, yeah, I started leading worship. Well, three years. Like, my, so does that mean that that church was not into systematic theology? They were into Paul. Gotcha. But they yeah. weren't. But like the the That's teachings the, of Jesus, the Paul, gospels, what some people call Pauline Christianity. Yeah, Pauline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so Christianity I, I knew, that I knew some the people Roman think roads. he invented. Some people have said this. Jesus didn't invent yeah. this thing. He said, God uh, with you, I love you, mm-hmm. died, came back to life. Paul yeah. invented Christianity. I don't know uh, if I N.T. buy it. Wright, N.T. Wright has a good rebuttal to that. Called, yeah, yeah, I've uh, read this. Yeah, what St. Paul really said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great but I'm saying that's what some yeah, people, people describe. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's all that said, like, the the Jesus the teachings of Jesus Jesus wasn't to be listened to he was to be worshipped. That bow was, down, baby. Yeah. It Again, was, that only happens a couple times in reference right. in the and Bible. So, Most of the time, life teaching, right. meals, love, right, sacrifice. Exactly. And then a c- couple times it was like, okay, this is a big right. He's and got, I think like, I think if if you know if. Christianity has any hope of of ha- you know being a, a strong witness to the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the church ought to focus on the teachings of Jesus and like kind of make that central again. It seems like um, that's what the non Christians would assume what Christians would do. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at the you, the whole like deconstruction movement. It's not a movement. It's like you look at the whole like everyone I know who has sort of like I think it's a shift, a shift. Yeah, like something it, shifted. None of them, like ev- all of them, were like we were just desperate. We wanted to follow Jesus, and like every time we said, "Hey, this is what that we think that looks like," they were just told, "Get out," you know. Um, and that's a gross oversimplic- oversimplification, yeah, but yeah. like, 
I don't. It wasn't none like of, that was the scene. Get them, out, and they turn around and laugh. I don't know a single person <laughs> who has left the church. I won't say left Jesus or following Jesus, but I don't know a single person who's left, like going to a given church on a Sunday morning because they just wanted to have sex with their girlfriend, or they wanted to drink more, or they wanted to, <laughs> you know, steal more or whatever. Like, which is what you hear from like pastors, like on. YouTube or whatever, they're like, oh, everyone's deconstructing because they, they just want their life of sinning. And it's like, no, these people are desperate for something good and true. Yeah. And they present that like, hey, isn't that what this is? Doesn't loving yeah. your neighbor look like this? And they're like, no, get out of here. You're not welcome. And they're like, okay. I mean, I saw this with the pandemic. Something as simple as like wearing a freaking mask, like yeah, to yeah, love your neighbor and like, oh, no, it's... Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. What if, what if it is? What if this is just a conspiracy huh. that the government wants <laughs> to hide your children's faces so that they can kidnap them? Like, oh, that's the, I've, never, I've heard that. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. one more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bit extreme. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but like, okay, or what if it like it doesn't help? What if wearing a mask doesn't help at all? Okay, wear one anyway. It doesn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, and it's the, just like the actual experts it was just like, say that it helps. Yeah, and it's just like not overwhelmingly. Like this one thing you read the church being like, "No, I'm not going to do this very simple thing." That all it requires is a very simple like. Now, when you say the church, history. what do you mean? Do you do you really want to know? Yeah, I mean, because my cause small group. A, yeah, because that's a big saying. The church. It's a huge well, it. billion it. person statement. It is. And, and, and I think you're talking about a certain demographic that it didn't just get mm-hmm. narrowed down to like a region of the country. These are your friends. That's that's what I think friends I'm hearing, and you know, not just like on the news or something. Thankfully not my family. Yeah. Um I got blindsided pretty big but time like, during, but like, during that. You know, season my parents, some of their closest lives. friends and the people that I've grown grown up with in the church. Yeah. You know, and like people I went to ministry school with. Um, sharing the whole pandemic video and all of that, and me just saying, "Hey, you know, like that's uh, here. Here, here are links showing you that this is not good." Posted from like freaking Christianity Today, like, "Hey," and the vitriol <laughs> yeah. I got pushback from, like, behemoth, yeah, to the point to where it was like it was clear that you're done. Like they had no interest. They're not listening. They're not listening. They're and, not listening. And Back to and our know, thing. And it's like, listening. I don't need them. They're not listening. If we're talking about like yeah. predestination versus free will, like, <laughs> you know, we can have those arguments. Or That's y'all fine. can have those arguments. Or y'all can. I've had one too many and I'm done. But like, but like, because like ultimately that doesn't affect, you know, whether or not my grandma's going to die or whatever. <laughs> but like, or, or, you know, whoever, my friend who has an autoimmune disease, like if they're going to like get sick and die. Yeah. Um, but like you can wear a freaking mask. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. And yeah, because the whole have faith thing, you still go to the doctor when you get sick, sir. Yeah, and you still carry a gun to protect yourself. Oof, You know, yeah. like it's fine. I'm not anti, like I'm all for like, you know. I hear you. You know, like I'm not against that. But like don't say that. Jesus is your vaccine or your face mask. Like, you can't do a simple thing like that. And honestly, I know it sounds ridiculous. Between that and, like, the 2016 
political cycle. Mm-hmm. That was that that I think 2016 was sort of the beginning of my, um, you know, disentanglement from there we go uh, from politics and religion. Um, I think you know, and it, and it had nothing to do necessarily with like look. Most of my family, half my friends, are conservative. That's fine. Like, vote however you're going to vote. What did me in was the audacity that people had when they said, what, are you a Christian because you're not going to vote for Trump? Like, how can you be a Christian and not vote this way? Yeah, that was a big moment when I started hearing that stuff. I was like, wow. Like, I can understand, like, look. You know, I don't question, like, I think that choice was questionable, but, like, I'm not going to question your integrity for that, you know? Well, that's very generous of you. I mean, it is. I mean. To, for you to say that, I think, is generous. I would say that. I mean, I did. Yeah, you were being generous. <laughs> but I would say, you know, like, yeah, I had my feelings about it. And, yes, I now I can, I, I will admit that I do question people's integrity for voting that way, but so at the time, but at the time, well, I did, but I wouldn't speak that. It's, I was trying to be kind, kind, you know, and generous, and, and like, generous, you know, believe the best in, in a right. person, yeah. you know. I thought they were Listen misled, to them. but I think that yeah. the um, that whole, I don't know, I to after after the last eight years to sort of like look at the whole um, uh, deconstruction things that are happening with with folks and to somehow like be surprised or whatever I think is just ignorant. Right. And, you know, anyway. All right, I've got... Sorry, I got a little bit on, on a tangent on that. I I still contend everything we've talked about still relate. I, I typed it right before I came here. All right. And it, I didn't even think we were going to talk about this. Like, I thought we were talking about something else tonight. NASCAR. And it ended up being, It started with NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It evolved to this. But Groundhog Day, remember? Mm-hmm. But not... That's not what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about. Right. I thought we were... Ty- I typed something real quick before we came here to talk about mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. So that whole joke about Oriental, Occidental, and saying yes. Occidental, you know. Uh, so some of this, some of the, okay, it's not ready. I just typed it, right? Um, the Some people who would say Occidental, but they don't mean Occidental, they mean Accidental, they actually think they're the ones that best represent our culture. Mm. Or, or, some of them think that. Mm-hmm. Some of them think that. Mm-hmm. They're wrong, of course, but that's what they think. They're almost right, though, because there's so damn many of them. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like they're right, mm-hmm. that they represent America. Yeah. Right? So before I go any further, remember I was saying the thing about church mm-hmm. in my comedy? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about church, really. I want to be a teacher still. Mm-hmm. So the th- idea I'm working on is doing stupid jokes 
that kind of pushed the limits, like that feeling you had when I said Oriental, and you were mm-hmm. like, should we be? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, if it creates laughter, I hope it works. Mm-hmm. I let your guard down. Next thing you know, I'm saying this, and I'm giving a miniature sermon, mm-hmm. but i.e. mulberry tree, not mm-hmm. Bible, just like a thought that I have that mm-hmm. I think is like something helpful for the world. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I hope you like this. I hope this helps you. Yeah. You don't have to put money in the offering bin and I'll be a part of this institution. I just mm. wanted to say this, right? So, um, mm. so there's so many of them, it almost seems like they're right. And for a few years, they almost had it, sort of. Mm-hmm. Meaning they sort of represented America to the world, didn't they? The Occidental. The, Occiden- the people that would say Occidental. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough... Oh, wait, um, I skipped ahead. The world looked at us and thought, that's what an Occidental is like? Mm-hmm. Like like the West would say there's an Oriental or Asian? Mm-hmm. The East was saying, that's what an Occidental person acts like? Mm-hmm. And so a stereotype is created based mm-hmm. on the West, represented by, like, mm-hmm. well, you what, I can't say Oriental? Mm-hmm. It wasn't no Occidental. It mm-hmm. it's like that's what Occidentals are like. God, sort of, some of us are mm-hmm. a bunch actually. Yeah, and uh, so and and so they looked at us and they said, "That's what they're like, really." And we were like, "Sort of," but in reality, it's not a majority of us that are mm-hmm. that are like that. Right. Many of us are learning how the West has been and is continuing to learn a lot from the East. Mm-hmm. More and more unity and communication is happening among the East and West than ever before. And no matter how many political and nationalistic news propaganda stuff is pushed from both sides, Mm -hmm. pitting America and China or Russia as enemies, pushing this agenda of you either are a capitalist or you're a communist and Mm -hmm. you are those are enemies with each other. The it's basically the age old war. Meanwhile, a whole bunch of us are actually learning from each other. Mm-hmm. At, at, so I don't think that they, meaning the East, would look at us and say, look at those Occidentals. And so for that reason, no longer call them Orientals, because mm-hmm. at one point it had a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Even though I guess I'm learning, or it was really just a rug the whole time. Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, it's just a <laughs> <Right>? number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but the heart of it, mm-hmm. even if you meant good for that person and called them that, mm-hmm. it's been used bad mm-hmm. enough times. Right. Don't do it. Um, and they're not calling us Occidentals in some bad way. I don't mm-hmm. think. So it turns out that the word Orient, and this is where this is my this is Jason all of a sudden like mm-hmm. old, not just comedy guy, but like. Going back to mm. like twenty something years of like and trying to impart some spiritual thing. Yeah, the word orient means to direct towards the interest of a whole group, mm. which uh, it kind of sounds like what you could say. Capital. I mean, sorry, communism or socialism mm-hmm. is. It's a uh, the, the energy the, it, to direct towards the interest of the whole group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds right. Uh, community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds like community. Mm-hmm. To acquaint with the existing situation or environment. So a lot of times people in the East are known for like being really part of present with the earth and like mm. um, 
we're don't we don't dominate and take over this place. We are part of this place. Right. So orienting mm-hmm. and existing in the environment. And then here's my favorite part: to cause or face. Uh, to cause to face or point towards the east. Mm. Which you could just say. So oriental just means towards the east. That's well, that's a little too obvious. No, the word some people say the definition is to face east. Mm. And mm. I thought of Muslims. Yeah. And yeah. I have a theory here, and I'm working on it. This isn't ready for me to do teach unless I post this. I don't know if I'm going to post this, but like maybe you, I should you just post it. it. You can cut it where, how you want. Whatever, it. dude. I got nothing to hide. It's just more of like asterisks of like this isn't you're a fleshed working, out you're idea. Through this. Yeah, 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 this is normally by the time I would say something, mm-hmm. I would have already put in so many hours and weeks and months and sometimes years of like ruminating before mm-hmm. I do this thing. Like the mulberry tree thing was t- uh, ten years. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. But I was like, it's not ready. It's not ready. Mm-hmm. Something here isn't ready. Abstract. Right. Something here. You know? Yeah. So this isn't ready. So the fact that it's during its recording is like, I'm not used to this feeling. Well, get, you, can, you can post it or Yeah. So Muslims yeah. pray five times a day mm-hmm. facing east. Right. Uh, more specifically in the direction of Mecca. Sure. But it's tr- it's... As an oversimplification, yeah, they would say it's facing east. Yeah. And even if you're saying, well, a true Muslim would say, no, 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 it's towards Mecca, wherever you are. Even if that's true, there are – it's a whole thing historically. There are a lot of human beings that have faced the east, and it was mm-hmm. a significant feeling for them to face east. Mm-hmm. That's what oriental means, or orient. Oh, yeah. To orient yourselves east. Interesting. Okay? Hmm. They pray to the east – when a Muslim faces the East, and here's where here's what I've been working on an idea about where the East meets the West. Mm-hmm. That's my personal spiritual my my mm-hmm. voyage would be to try to find where the East and the West touch each other. Okay, mm. um, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, for so for many reasons. Novel. Okay, yeah. So I'm almost done. Last paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When a Muslim faces the East, well, traditionally, I mean. The world has changed, right? But I mean, like traditionally, mm-hmm. like in in the in like the Middle East part of the world, where mm-hmm. where Islam started, mm-hmm. it's also big. Yeah, also is very large in Africa and growing in the United States, and mm-hmm. I'm sure other places. I, I don't know, but sure, I'm sure other places. And uh, but they're in the Middle East mm-hmm. or the Near East. Mm-hmm. When a Muslim faces east to towards Mecca, instead of thinking about Mecca for a second, they're facing east, meaning they're the kind of people who face east. Mm-hmm. Westerners don't like that. Mm-hmm. Western, like the age-old war in the mm-hmm. world, if I had mm-hmm. to sum it up, like not all the, like mm-hmm. uh, Cain and Abel old, but like modern, sure, yeah. You know, yeah. West and the east don't like each other, and they mm-hmm. don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. So Western culture doesn't like Islam because Islam faces East. Mm-hmm. They don't like Russia. They don't like China. Mm-hmm. They don't like Orientals mm-hmm. because they face East. So uh, Israel faces West. Guess who likes them? America. Yeah. Yeah. Palestine faces East. Mm-hmm. And I'm oversimplifying this totally, dude, mm-hmm. but it's just how my brain is. Right. I think that this is... I fought this for a long time because I, I thought it was just convenient to the religion that I was a part of, and like I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in, but a very, I'm Jewish, so that's mm-hmm. Judaism, monotheistic, Israel, 
Christianity mm-hmm. still kind of like that's the center how place. That always has never been really an issue. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah. that is. Totally been an issue. Yeah, Sorry. That's not I, how you meant to say that, it. I, I didn't mean yeah. it like that. Like, yeah, yeah. In evangelicalism, <laughs> not an issue. But uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's been an issue, but I know what you mean. Uh, so I tried to, in my mind, I was like, maybe the place where the East meets the West, maybe it's in um, Turkey mm. or Spain. Um, or um, there's some countries, Morocco has, there's like mm-hmm. places where they really overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that I wanted to focus on this is Israel mm-hmm. slash Palestine. Israel, Palestine is how I usually say it, even though ever using the word Israel can offend some some people, and then ever using the word Palestine can offend some people, yeah. which is the point of why I want to say both. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the end, sorry. They face... Israel faces West symbolically and aligns with Western way of thinking. Palestine faces East. The place that might be the center of where the East meets West, or at least one of the most focused on places where that happens, what if, and I'm trying to think of how to do this visually on a stage, Mm -hmm. instead of one group facing West and the other one facing East, and I demonstrated that, they would be looking in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one, if you turn and face west, now you turn and face east, you'd be opposite. What if instead of one group facing west and one other group facing east, what if instead they face each other? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's something there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's something there with the mm-hmm. teaching. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to flesh it out. I don't know what to do some sim- sim- like mm-hmm. visually. Yeah. I'm oversimplifying the East and the West so much that sometimes I might I feel like I might be putting yeah. myself in a bad position and being like, you forgot about a whole huge part of the West, dude. I don't know. But what what I like about that imagery, mm-hmm. I had a professor once, I don't even remember what the topic was, but um, he was saying like, he, he didn't like the term balance. Because it it seemed like opposing forces, yeah. Right. That sometimes I struggle with the yin yang because of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I no the concept. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't really studied it. Yeah. Um. But like, but like the 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 idea of balance is like you've got two opposing forces that like, and if they one opposes less than the other, then like there's balance, right? Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Uh, but my, instead of instead of balance, integration, because that you have, you change. That's why I think a lot of people don't like, want to do it. You yeah, will change if you, you integrate. Yeah, yeah, and so so like what you're talking about, that imagery reminds me of integration. Integration might be a balance. good name of a you know what I mean of a, the teaching. Sure. I, I mean, don't know if it's like an overused phrase or I don't two. know, but it's like but like when you think of integrating, like what's the first imagery that comes to mind? Like you think of hands doing this, right? That's what I think of. I think of hands when like if I'm I thought if, of I'm, if I'm talking schools about schools in the sixties. Right. Okay. Which but is same still thing. the same thing. Same thing. Like you've got these two things and they've almost got like their spiky ends and they're coming together, right? And somehow, yeah. like because of that, it's like all of a sudden like a stronger bond, like a rope or, or something. I don't it know. is, you know. But it, is like, it an overused image? It it probably is. is. There so new, maybe maybe, maybe there's there a better a, way of of a fresher. Or, way or maybe to there's say a it, new like, way of visually representing the hands mm-hmm. instead of just like you're zooming in yeah. and you go now hold hands, now hold hands like this instead. 
integrate. You know, yeah, like this instead. Yeah. Maybe there's just a different way of of yeah. it. Like, um, maybe it's a, a different yeah. kind of embrace instead of hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kid and play dance where their feet hit each other. No, a hug. But I don't know. I don't know. Too. But, I mean, but <laughs> you you can figure that part out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. That's the thing. Well, but <laughs> that's also, where you well, come in, visual. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, at some point too. Since we didn't open the jersey let's, yet, let's do it. And I'll, I'll say that when it, I thought it was going to be um, Groundhog's Day, I was going to pretend that I brought uh, groundhog meat. Oh man! But it's just just beef jerky. No, you go. Oh well, I, I was just going to say, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think I'll also there's you. something to like, you know, the simplicity of that imagery. You know, cynical people are going to be cynical, and they're not going to want to hear it, regardless of how yeah. eloquently you put it. I think that, you know, I think just the even like you don't even have to give a visual. I mean, you can give like a quick visual aid, but like I think people will, as soon as they hear balance versus integration or like opposing forces Mm -hmm. versus like coming together, like that to me, um, I don't know, like that. You don't have to be a smart person to like get that, right? Yeah. Um, like I remember, I don't know why this memory came to my mind, but I remember in, in, um, when I was in college talking to a friend of mine who was really distraught over how much they loved their boyfriend at the time distraught about that yeah they were upset about it okay and like they were talking to me so clearly i you know they had to feel no 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 (laughs) but like um they were they were they were like i I just feel like i love them more than uh than than god you know and so i think i should oh right that angle you know like i need to love them less and i'm like i made them an idol in my life right you know this whole idea of like this opposing you know, like, oh, well, you know, it's... It you either versus, have to pick God or have a girlfriend. Right. One of the two. Right. Or like, you know, C.S. Lewis, I remember, mentioned something, a similar story about how a kid wrote to him and said, I think I love Aslan more than Jesus. Oh, man. You know, and I was like, it's not one or the other, you know? The answer isn't to love less, Right. No, this whole Aslan was always created as a as visual symbol for mm-hmm. you to love the divine. Right. And so he's you know, a fictional character, but if you still love that fictional character and it connects you, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. You could also there are plenty of faith traditions that would go, yeah, that's why I have these mm-hmm. icons on mm-hmm. my thing. Well, nobody talks about the last battle very much on the in the Chronicles of Narnia. Nobody talks about Chronicles of Narnia except Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and even that ain't mm-hmm. too many people. Right. <laughs> but, like, you know, the oh, C.S. Lewis, the hero of Christian apologetics, which, I mean, I guess... You could Universalist, was, by the way. He was. Totally. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, I remember reading that 20 years ago and going... I was offended. Do people know that he wrote that? See, I wasn't because I didn't... I was offended I, I wasn't when I read the, the last battle. Because yeah. I didn't... But I... Because I didn't read it until... You know, I was like 23. Oh, okay. So I read it after I'd gone to 
university, got my, you know, studied theology and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, nobody told me C.S. Lewis was a universalist. Yeah. You know? Dude, I have... And I got mad. Such a different memory. <laughs> I can see why you'd get mad, because, like, this great, yeah. like, modern father of the f- continuing the faith has betrayed us with this yeah. nonsense of yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've since come around. I love, love no, the no. last battle. But... Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was already... I think when I was in my early 20s, mm-hmm. which is also when I read Last Battle mm-hmm. for the first time, because it's all, but it's, that's when I didn't even knew that Chronicles of Narnia existed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, right. I didn't know it existed. I had right. never heard of C.S. Lewis. Okay. Okay. And if I had, maybe some philosophy and religions people would talk about mere Christianity as one of, as a staple of a faith. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he wrote kids' books that yeah. really are, I mean, they're way more than for kids. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't know he yeah. wrote that stuff. And uh, I had already been reading like Brian McLaren. Okay. And Tony wow, Campolo yeah. um, mm-hmm. and Rob Bell. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I can't think of any other names right now, but kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Rollins. I don't, maybe? I didn't, hadn't heard of him that mm-hmm. long ago because okay. we're talking 23, 22 years okay. ago. Yeah. I didn't, I hadn't heard of Peter, Peter sure. Rollins until maybe mm-hmm. 15 to 20 years ago, 23. About, I don't yeah. think I knew who he was then. Yeah. No offense, Peter. I know you're a longtime listener. <laughs> and uh, uh, love your stuff, dude. Uh, but I was like, Last Battle was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I found myself in a world, a real institutional world that didn't jive with that stuff. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I think I'm just not supposed to say anything because I don't think I... I don't think if they knew what I really thought, if, if I would still be employed mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So then it was like, all right, well, that's okay. You know why? You're the abstract guy. Mm, the abstract. Right. Then you don't have to say it directly. And I cannot tell you how many times, but it'd be, it'd be over 25 times at least, which doesn't sound like a lot, but like over 25 Sundays. Yeah. That's a good chunk. Yeah. You know, that's half a year mm-hmm. of my life mm-hmm. uh, of people that were like, this is our, we're gone from this church effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Because if what you said up there, if we're picking up on what I think you're saying, we're gone. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, geez. And I was like, that was when I was abstract, man. You know, and I always found, sorry, I'm. Go for it. That's what it is. You know, it's um, in honor of Groundhog Day. Yeah, dude. Which, by the way, even though we're not talking about, and maybe we'll do another time, OG Groundhog's Day, day eight, Groundhog. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to pretend this was Groundhog. I need to watch that. I haven't seen that since I was like, that came out in, what, 93, I think? Yeah. How did you do that? Well, <laughs> I, I was reminding myself earlier, but <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, I'm guessing cause you I pictured feel like yourself in I'm in pictured, high school. I've pictured myself like twelve or whatever years old. you were twelve. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I remember it was before Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's really Dumb specific of you. Was, well, because that was when I started getting into like, well, PG thirteen highbrow comedy. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Carrey, dude, man, he's one of the best there the ever best. has been. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I don't know for sure, but Jim might be a listener. No, <laughs> I don't know. I could see him liking it. Man, that made me so happy. <laughs> 
Thanks um, for the inspiration, Jim. Hope you're enjoying your art. He does art, abstract art. Yeah. Except he does some literal stuff that there's no way I could hang with. He's so good. Well, I was totally going somewhere. I've, I've veered you off course. No, it's all good. Um, but I, I guess uh, I'm trying to figure out. Mm, I remember now we were talking about. You were, we were talking about C.S. Lewis and. Rob, I don't know. Universalist Maybe. teaching mm-hmm. and being abstract. And right. Then... Well, oh, well, I'm, I know what I was eventually wanting to get at. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a new sentiment, but like, I do find it interesting how the idea of being too forgiving is more offensive. Yeah. Than being not enough forgiving, right? Like more people are were offended at, like Rob Bell, for example. Yeah, just, that's an easy target. It's a modern example of somebody who just gets slaughtered by people right. who said that they loved and were yeah. part of his life, and more offended. Not at, slaughtered. He's a, he's doing just fine. I'm sure he's him fine. and his yeah, family like are doing just fine like, with their words slaughtering. Like, yeah, but like way more lashback against him than like Westboro Baptist. Yeah, how about you know, that? Like, how many people... They did, just mock Westboro Baptist. They're just like, do they? I've not heard... Uh, well, that was a long time ago. They're not really know, in the news much. Too not much, so but. much anymore, but I remember... But your essence is... They were real is, big, though. Like, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, they were in the news, like, post 9-11, you know, <clears throat> all that kind of stuff, like, showing up and protesting at soldiers' funerals and all that kind of stuff. I didn't hear... A single sermon at my mega church that I grew up in condemning. But Westboro. you did hear someone condemning Rob Bell. Oh yeah. Whoa, dude. Totally not. I was. I'd left that church by the time Love Wins came out. So that that came out what in two thousand four, two thousand five, six. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm wanting I, to say it's like two thousand five or six. Because he did a teaching series called that like ten years prior. Did he? Okay, yeah. I don't even. I'm not even 100 percent sure. Like, was if it was like the a, same a content, stuff? I don't know. Yeah, it was but, no. At the church, he was the teaching pastor. Okay, the series, right? Was just gotcha. A sermon series, or whatever. But yeah, like, you know, nothing, nothing about Westboro five, when they were in the news. But or, or okay, so like, like you look at John Piper or. All the people, yeah, who, the people that are hardcore out, rules, judgment, out, right and wrong. Boom, boom, boom. Has, have have you ever heard? And and I don't know. Maybe if you know, if if someone actually, I don't even care to know. But like, I've yeah, never heard John he, Piper call out Westboro once. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, you I, know, I, and it's oh. just like maybe he, maybe it's because they're saying the quiet part out loud. That's kind of what I think. I think that. Whoa, that's dark. You know, I think that maybe the reason you don't hear people like condemning Westboro, like you don't really hear the evangelical church condemning them because they're kind of like, well, you know, crazy. Yet, cousin Phil is crazy, but he's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not saying that, that that's what they say, but I think that's what they, that's what. Dude, what an interesting take. You know? Yeah. But but to to your point though Sorry. it's like it's like even if there are some that mm-hmm. say condemning that a guy who is bringing up a teaching that's been 
talked about for a long, long time among a bunch of people. He just, Rob Bell hit a certain thing mm-hmm. at a certain time. Yeah. And it was like, crucify him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never mind that, you know, well, the um, final editor of the Nicene Creed, Gregory of Nyssa, mm-hmm. was a universalist. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying it was discussed plenty among the church, yeah, and it wasn't, and it wasn't considered a matter of orthodoxy, um, because not a huge emphasis on that stuff in the Bible back then. Yeah, and like, and here's the deal: like, I'm opening up these this trail mix. Yeah. I uh, I'm fine with. Well, I have my beliefs. Um, and I'm not going to say you're a heretic for believing in eternal conscious torment, which they would reply, of course, you wouldn't say that because it's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know how to have the argument because yeah. you know all perspectives. I know the this. perspectives. You I, can argue with yourself about it probably. I, can, I have mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, where I, where I lie on any theological argument is what... What position leads me to be more kind and compassionate? And what position leads me to seek justice? Essentially, what what position leads me leads to um, what Paul called the fruit of the spirit, right? And if a certain posi- if a certain position inspires love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, those things, I will believe that. I will land on that position, even if it's Have you heard of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints? Because that would be a good one for you. They're real nice people. Yeah, I think they're heretics, but I'm sure they're nice. But your logic, just like you would be a perfect candidate to become that. Maybe. I don't know as much. I've not looked too much into My them. point is, the fruit is there. They're nice. Yeah. They're the nice ones, I don't know. Right? Since I've, I've listened to some podcasts. The dark are... side of it all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially the uh, fundamentalist LDS, FLDS. Well, fundamentalist anything, dude. That's true. <laughs> fundamentalist fill in the blank. Yeah. Maybe. Probably right. ain't a good thing. Yeah. Right? Let me ask you anyway, something. sorry. Go ahead. Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. You think it can be pulled off? What? Because I want to try this. I want to do comedy Mm -hmm. with music that we would also dance and relax and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Mostly just fun. Smile on your face. Mm -hmm. letting, letting, Letting loose. Being a little nervous to dance, but everyone else is doing it, so you let yourself go. Similar to maybe the contra dance experience. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't really know all the moves, but sure, I'm smiling right now, and everyone's cool, and this is fun. Mm-hmm. So dancing with no pride, don't worry about it, just go for it, have fun. Hopefully we'll laugh together. Mm-hmm. And also, there might be a couple times that I say something that's kind of like deeper. Mm-hmm. And then, when it's over, when that moment is over, I would just go... Like, oh, wow, East, West, face each other. That's beautiful. And then I'd go, instead of what I was trained to do for a long time, which was end with like, okay, this is heavy and serious. And now, okay, it's crying now. Mm-hmm. We're available for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to switch to and go, all right, quick reminder. There are 
thousands of people who regularly purchase and consume and prefer diet Pepsi. So let's just not take any of this too seriously. Just like lighthearted, just switching it to like a Mm -hmm. stupid joke. Uh, which I don't know if those, I don't know if they're funny yet. I have like these little bits that are like, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of really long ones too that are like long stories, but some of them are little one-liners. Um, like, I don't want to be crude, mm-hmm. but I've got some that some people would not like. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is about like, um, I never hear anybody talk about, so I just want to ask publicly, does anybody ever shiver when they pee? You do? No, no, no. Do you ever when you pee? Do you kind of go hmm. like you feel a tingle, like a like you shiver? Uh, yes, it has happened. I wouldn't say that's like all the time. All, you know, the yeah, norm, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. that's what I want to go from like east and west and facing mm-hmm. each other and just be like, just quick survey, and then like let's talk about it and maybe someone from the audience will say something. Because it's just how I, my brain likes this, like, back and forth yeah. from, like, lighthearted uh, comic relief from a serious point back to talking about the Honestly, serious point. I mean, that, I feel like if you were if you were to to really be serious about wanting to put something like, like that on, I think that people want – I mean, I would love to find something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, only because, like <laughs> – I would too. The thing that I miss most about, you know, I mean, I'm, I miss, I miss the community. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think that if people had a place, a space to get together, where that was, yeah, I think, I think that, I think that could be really cool. Thing yeah. to, to at least try out, you know. Yeah, I want to try. You know, like, what do you got to lose? Like, well, that's the thing is, that's mm. the question, Kevin. Mm-hmm. That actually, you you say it flippantly. Yeah, that's actually the question for me. Well, okay, so what do you have? What to lose? do I have to lose? Mm. And uh, and I think that it's whatever I have to lose, I already lost because mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was like um, when you stay in one place and mm-hmm. in one role, especially that it's a public role. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's the people that are like, I can't believe you would say this, and it's not literal mm-hmm. enough, and it's abstract, and we're out of here. There's also plenty of people that are like, thank you for wording it like that. Mm-hmm. And and that feels good to be encouraged by somebody, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that I would lose something if I wasn't a teacher anymore. Mm-hmm. That connection with people. That I go, I have an idea. And then I say it, mm-hmm. and then the people go, "Yeah, mm-hmm. like I get what you're saying. Thank mm-hmm. you." Don't it doesn't it wasn't like follow my ways. Mm-hmm. It was more like, "Am I saying anything that maybe does this resonate with some?" Yeah. Okay, it's something. I think so, if you were to if you were if it were to if there were the invitation for it to be like not one of these like I am the 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 man on the stage kind of things, you know, and. Um, like, yeah, you know, like, if but it, if but that's what felt, a comedy is. Is you're on the it stage. It is. It is. But like, back to I'm the beginning hearing, of our conversation like about what I'm ego. From you is you're wanting something that's that's sparking engagement, right? Yeah, and totally. And so so I don't see it 
in that in the same way. Like if you as were just to... everyone shut up and listen to right, you. right, <laughs> right. So it's like let's dance. Yeah, I think I think the mm-hmm. the whole idea of the contra dance. I mean, it's beautiful imagery. The person on the microphone. I'm yeah, not. You like, have the caller. Got to somebody you know, just that. sort of gather us together and tell us, but remind like, us of stuff. But when you're dancing, sorry, I'm <laughs> chewing. Ground groundhog is surprisingly tough at times. It is. <laughs> um, but when you're dancing, you're not thinking. Man, this person's like got. You're you're so in the moment, and it's so having a good time. It's so participatory that you're not thinking about. Like I don't even know who the I can't remember. I think I remember what he looked like. You certainly weren't criticizing his, right. His, it wasn't. His, yeah, his it wasn't. It wasn't of, about like they were facilitating something that we were already there to do. Right. Yeah. And I think that like to to have those kinds of experiences. Yeah. Where like, hey, you're just helping facilitate something and like yeah you know if you're asking questions or you're doing you know something and like it's in a very um what's the word i'm looking for like inviting uh, like yeah. invitation is there to yeah like everyone to participate and to like there's this ebb and flow to it so fun oh man Which it's great concerts have that feel oh yeah totally yeah we are doing this i know what we're we're up mm-hmm. there on the stage um but let's let's be a part of this. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think it'd be really fun to yeah try I, and see. If yeah, I want to try. Know. But what do I have to lose? Uh, when you have a certain kind of feeling mm-hmm. for so many years, that's either like um, I don't know strong critique or strong encouragement Mm -hmm. and you don't like you're like i don't want to i don't that's too extreme this is Mm -hmm. too extreme what do i have to lose i thought i was going to lose that feeling Mm -hmm. if i was no longer a pastor Mm -hmm. and everything's fine right but then i think the question is what if i fail like what if i do something and i try this and it's really a Fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the question is: So what? What's yeah, the I mean, What's like, the worst of that? And I think it's it's a, it, that would hit a wound of yeah. like I am not enough of somehow. Yeah, I think a I lot mean, of people think, fear that, right? Fear yeah, of failure. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's you're putting yourself to you're making yourself too important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think if you if you were to because honestly, I don't see how you can try this and it not fail the first however time. many times yeah, yeah like because it's just like what i'm hearing isn't something that i've experienced before yeah and so it's like yeah it's going to be really awkward like the first however many times for a yeah. lot of people and like yourself included and it's probably going to feel like it didn't work right yeah so you yeah. have to kind of like i think if you go into it expecting that like not like go in with an attitude of defeat, but like this like happens. Don't don't like don't go into it with this expecta- expectation to feel validated by it, right? Like yeah. if you were to just well, like, that's hey, a struggle. It is to not have that yeah. involved in this. Every performer has that. Yes. Yeah. Like going back to what we said, what earlier. we were talking about yeah, at the yeah. very beginning as a musician. Like I can't 
play. Like I remember the first few shows that we did, just feeling like I never wanted to pick up my guitar again after that. Wow. Right? You know, like just like yeah, you have bombs, right? Yeah. But we were young then, and we took ourselves a lot more seriously then. I think that's helpful for me now. You know? I'm not. I'm like whatever. Even yeah. like, uh, like you don't. You're not. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. You're literally doing this because, like, one, it's something you want to do. Yeah. And two, I think that, well, I believe you feel this way, and I yeah. feel this way, that I think people want that, you know? And, it's authenticity and of what I, who I yeah. intend to, I think I am that kind of person that yeah. does that. I think it'd be really cool. And I think, you know, especially, come, you know, at our yeah. time right now in our culture and society and... yeah with just this sense of people are starved for connection, you know, post COVID, all this kind of stuff. Like we're all willing to try something and like, yeah, even if it doesn't work, like that's why we did this contra dancing thing. Like we were awful at it. Sarah and I were terrible, but you were smiling the whole time. Weren't you blast? Dude. And I smile the whole time. Everybody was like, nobody cared that we were You mess up, and they don't, like, come on, this is, you're going to yeah. have to ask you to leave. They're right. just like, it's okay, keep yeah, going, yeah. now we're going this like way. buttons for, like, hey, I'm new, be... You yeah, know? be easy on me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, it's, it's fine. And I think people are, people long for that, that kind of human connection, and I think to have that sort of experience and that invitation outside of the baggage that comes with a lot of, like, you know, just, like, religious experiences that you know i think i think it's worth at least at least kind of you know putting some more time into like developing the thought and like yeah. trying it out and like you know see if there's a local venue that you can like hey we're gonna do this thing and so that's what know, i've been like doing not, not i've been visiting venues it. and talking to the owners yeah, and trying to try figure it. out what i'm gonna do and where yeah because i've been i've been walking around this town mm-hmm. for 15 years dude yeah and i there's still more places to learn and more people to meet because there's so much turnover in Boone. There's always yeah. like, but yeah. it's like, I'm trying to feel like, where's the place yeah. for me to try this? Is there a place? Does it matter where? I mean, so I have a bunch of ideas. I'm narrowing it down. It's worth, yeah. I mean, like, like I'm going to be announcing it soon too, by the way. I just awesome. got to go all in. Yeah. I got to try. I don't yeah. mean all in like, yeah, but we're going to the arenas. I don't mean no, that. No, no, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to try get, this. Yeah. Is what I'm get, saying. Get it developed. And, yeah. You know, and, and again, just you know, obviously, do what you can to plan it out well and yeah, whatever. But like, try. understand that this is this is a new thing, and it's and I'm just be having bumpy. a good time. And you're having a good by the yeah. way, that's how I feel about this podcast. Yeah, we could have easily had this conversation without being here in the stu- this studio. But thing. I like I like having the excuse to yeah come and yeah, me too. Yeah, but also, uh, we did before. I almost didn't press record, and I think people watching might not even. Oh right! Almost yeah. believe that we had a whole we, other conversation. We kept like, we were yeah, talking yeah. a bunch, and that bled into some NASCAR stuff that was kind of cool because then it prompted me to yeah. talk about this this like comedy slash teaching thing that I mm-hmm. slash dancing slash teaching um, that I'm a little scared about. To be honest, I'm kind of happy to be scared about mm-hmm. because like I don't get nervous in front of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird to say. It's sure. just never. I don't get nervous. If the more people you put up there, the better I am at, at sure. it. Yeah. So here's what I was gonna. Uh, oh, but I'm scared about like, am I funny? Right. Sure. Uh, whenever I hear people talk about 
ego, ego doesn't just mean like, like look it up for listening. Like it doesn't just mean like an egomaniac full of yourself. Sure, ego right. is it's a not, whole thing that yeah, means not, more than that. Yeah, it doesn't just mean bad. It's a functional self yeah. in the world, how right. it interacts, how your self interacts with the world. Mm-hmm. It's not an inherently bad word, although it isn't necessarily your true self, mm-hmm. but it's a self we all have to, we end up with and mm-hmm. adopting, right? So, but oftentimes it's thought of as a false mm. self, and the word false can sometimes, in my opinion, sometimes only be a bad word. Mm. Uh, as if, like, if you are, if you are um, on that stage, mm-hmm. it's a, for a bad reason. Mm-hmm. Circling back to right, it, but I don't right. feel like that about the, the poet and the person who wrote the song at open mic at a coffee shop they're mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. uh they're trying to actually show us themselves right but in order to show us themselves because sometimes people get like anxiety they have to put on some sort of ego of like I, they have to like mm-hmm. believe in something about themselves even if they're like scared mm-hmm. and they put this on and they perform mm-hmm. that's not quote unquote bad mm-hmm. if anything it actually gives them the courage to do it right I don't get scared. What does that say about me? But I'm a little scared because of the comedy thing, and I like this because mm-hmm. I needed it. Yeah. I needed to be like, oh, man, I hope this goes okay. Because like so many years of doing the same thing, I was like, I'm going to pour everything I have into it, but I wasn't like, I hope it's good. Yeah. It's like I'm doing this. I'm all in, and I'm ready, and I'm prepared. Uh, now I'm like, oh, man, I hope I can do this. So I, the wound, the question is, where's the wound? Mm. where's Jason's wound? And I've been thinking about this a lot. We all have so many wounds, dude. Uh, My desire to be on a stage, I would contend, and I would love for psychologists to tell me if there's any error in this logic. Totally have wounds, totally have traumas. Everybody does. Thankfully, I don't think I remember any of those capital T traumas that really are, Mm. you know, very altering the worst scenarios, but certainly traumas. Like I can, right. Where did I, when did I start wanting to get up in front of people and dance and, and be funny? Mm -hmm. Where did it start? And why am I not afraid of it? So I'm an only child and people hear that and they go, Oh, I see it. Right. (laughs) Is it wrong to be an only child? No, it's a quirky little thing. It's not like somehow wrong. You, Mm -hmm. You what my parents had one kid and it was me. That's it, right? Yeah. That's me. I liked to be funny in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they were my audience that would be like them too, just together. And I would, I remember um, like singing to bands like the Four Tops or something. Mm-hmm. And I would slide out like into the living room and be like, like, the, like right. this old oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they liked that. They mm-hmm. watched me and they like, like, oh, and I was yeah. like four. Mm-hmm. There's probably so much to this that I haven't discovered about myself, but I think I found in my memory bank one of the first moments of my life that led me <clears> to <throat> saying, I really like this stuff. It's my parents affirming me for being like that. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think my desire to do stage is a response to a wound. I probably have a whole bunch of other things about me mm-hmm. that are probably not the healthiest things. Sure. 
including maybe sometimes what I might do or bring to that stage. But the concept of just like, I like to go up there and make people have a good mm-hmm. time. I think I've always been like this. Mm-hmm. And the earliest I can think back are my parents looking at me when I'm four and going like, oh, good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I want to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want, I want people to have a good time. Oh, yeah. Everything, yeah, I don't know that, <clears throat> and again, I'm not a, you know, therapist or, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know that all of our motivations for what we do in life have to come from like a negative trauma response, right? You Absolutely. Know, like, and, and, and I don't think that's necessary that, and, and you're clearly not saying that and you're, you're affirming. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, there are certainly certain, certain, things behaviors that can be attributed to that but absolutely um, i think that i don't know we're, we're real quick to over diagnose mm-hmm. um maybe i don't know maybe that's a gen x thing to <laughs> yeah. say well um, personality uh, tests and stuff yeah oftentimes have this bent of like mm. here read this fill this thing out and then read all these bad things about yourself. Mm. And you're like, geez, man, mm, yeah. <laughs> is that the purpose of this personality test? Yeah. Maybe the, to correct. Oh, I understand yeah, we need I'm correction. Sure some people. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I do quite like some of them. Um, they can be helpful. They, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't orient my life around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. around like, Oh, I'm an Enneagram nine and I have a, one wing or whatever. Virgo. I think, yeah, I'm also a Virgo. I know you are. Yeah. But it's also... That's right, because you are. There's some right. truth there. There is. There are... There are... Exa- yeah, I think, in, I think in as much as you use it to... If you find it helpful yeah. to be like, oh, you know what? I do see myself. I do behave this, this kind of way. Yeah. I, you know, Enneagram 9 type, for example, like, I hate conflict and I will avoid conflict... At all costs. It's the classic negative thing people say about nines. Right. But what about all the cool shit about nines? Well, right. Why don't people talk about well, that well, more? Well, yeah. And, and, and honestly, though, what, what I find helpful about, like, if you, you know, the little bit that I've read about Enneagrams and whatever is like, yeah, that's absolutely my type, is like, okay, this is how I can sort of, like, you know, change essentially like this is yeah. this, the, 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 these yeah. are areas where i can improve on and this is how i can better articulate myself and like you know whatever like the, the or these are some pitfalls to like oh man when nines are feeling depressed they can revert to these kinds of bad but what about what about the you know? if you're oh, nine things. this is what are some of those because i haven't studied nine stuff yeah, too much. um honestly i haven't really studied much on the positives of it because yeah you know <coughs> Why not? I don't, don't know. you want to know what's cool myself? about yourself? I feel great about myself. Like I, what? I, I Tell have, me. I I feel like <clears throat> I am very content, very happy with my life, generally <clears throat> speaking. Me. Um I love my hobbies that I have with, you know, the don't do as much music as I'd like, but you know, that's fine. I'm discovering a lot of um, I don't know if this is a personality type thing, but like new, you know, new endeavors, like new challenges that, that, you know, whether that's like, you know, my new workout routine, going swimming every day or, cool. or, or, you know, since moving up here, going hiking, Yeah, you know, I love 
and I'm very content being by myself, you know, mm-hmm. and that can turn into a fault. Um, but you know, I'm very introverted, but like th- that has served me all right in the past, especially the last like two, three years. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, no one's going anywhere. That's all right. That's all right. You know, I'm I'm happy to go and spend <laughs> time out in the wilderness by myself. Yeah. Or what, like, I really do love that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think to the point to where I can, I can, you know, th- that can be a fault to the point to where like I. Next thing I realize, I haven't like hung out with friends in like three or four weeks, mm-hmm. and that's like, oh man, I'm. I didn't realize how that was making me really sad inside, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so... Yeah, like, because even the word introvert, yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't like people. I think there's oh, people yeah. like they... they I'm not a hermit. Grossly you know? yeah. misrepresent yeah. the word uh, introvert. Yeah, introvert just, for me anyway, means like I'm generally happy to be on my own, but like I like seeing friends at least a, at least once a week or if not more. But you back know, to but, what I was asking or, mm-hmm. or trying to get at is... Where's the stuff? Where's the conversation of where's the what's the cool part like within mm. a personality test? Right. So, the, of, well, the cool what's part, cool about that kind of person and why and where did it come from as opposed to oh, what's yeah. bad and where's the trauma? What's cool? Where, where, where did, did they learn from? that? And I think yeah. I like to get up and make people happy because when I was four, I did it and my parents were proud of me. Boom. Yeah. Thank you, mom. Seriously, I mm-hmm. thought of this today. Mm-hmm. My dad's passed away, but I think he, I always knew he believed in me and everything. But yeah. thank you, mom. And I know for sure she's not watching. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> thank you, mom. She's not. I don't think she's subscribed to thingsaboutthings.com quite yeah. yet. Sure, uh, maybe things one day. about things on the podcast. <laughs> maybe yeah. she'll catch and by the way, if you're catalog. listening, it's it's on. You're missing out on the video part where we eat things and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you, mom. Yeah.